Five, four, three, two, one. We're in the pipe. Five by five. This is the Five on Film podcast. Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to this first seasonal edition of the Five on Film podcast. This episode, I'm your host, John, and joining me in our discussion of festive cheer is Amelia. Hello. Chris. Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Dan. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And Matt. (laughs) Cheers, everybody. And this episode, on the run-up to the festive season, we have decided to run down the top five classic Christmas films. So Santa, Baubles, Good Cheer, Evil Industrialists and Alternative Lives and Races Against Time are the order of the day. Um, Before we pop the sherry and peel the foil on the mince pie, some housekeeping. If you are listening to this podcast from your podcast provider of choice, I'll just point you towards our YouTube channel where you can see us in all our glory. And if you're watching us there, know that we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and others. To find us, just look us up as at 5 on Film Podcast on any of our socials. So the rules for the night, we have three rounds. First, we each nominate a film. And if the majority of three accept it, it goes to the long list. Once we have seven films, we'll eliminate two. And then we shall rank the remaining five. Now, usually we start with the person who came up this, with the subject. But seeing as this is such a general one, um, we're going to start with Amelia. Now, do you have a film? F- what's your first for the list? Well, the thing is, is that because in a previous podcast, uh, I realised I have a lot of similar uh, choices to Dan. I'm going first and going to nick all his great ideas. And the first one that I really, really want to be included in the list is Muppets Christmas Carol. Now, for me, this is classic, classic Christmas. And before you go, well, there's a lot of Muppets in it. 95% of the script is actually based on the original Charles Dickens novel. Um, So uh, one of my favourite quotes is, there's more of gravy than of grave about you. And that's talking uh, where Michael Caine's Scrooge character is talking about his business partner, Jacob Marley. And that's just one of the direct quotes. Um, And this was the first film uh, without Jim Henry because it was uh, a couple of years after he died and it was his son's uh, directorial debut so it was really important for the um for the the company and depending on uh which version you watch uh you might see uh, when the love is gone which is uh, sung by actress meredith braun uh, who plays Belle. so in the original version of the film that we watched in the cinema you won't have seen it in the vhs version which is what i grew up with you did uh, that's when he popped out to get a drink. And then it has been missing from a few Blasphemy. of the later versions. So it depends on, on some people like it, others like me, not so much. Um, and I suppose a, fa- a top fact is that 10 puppeteers had to um, actually produce the Kermit walking scene. And he was actually standing on a cobblestone textured rolling barrel. So it's just a childhood classic. Love it. That is why it should be um, in the top five this week. Excellent. So um, I think I, th- I think this is a pretty safe one, to be fair. Chris, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that film. Uh, it's probably my favorite Muppet movie. Um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, how can you uh, fault a film that manages to get Michael Caine singing uh, along with Muppets? It's uh, 
it's it's brilliant and like amelia says it's very faithful to the original story um i uh yeah uh, i love it it's great gotta be on there excellent dan does it pull your strings 100 percent. it's my number one it's all all time favorite christmas film uh i can't i can't go to sleep on christmas eve without at least if not watching the film i have to at least listen to the one more sleep till christmas uh with kermit standing and looking up at the shooting star which apparently was put in as a as a as a nod to jim henson um and it's become like a bit of a a trope that there's always a scene with kermit looking up at a shooting star now um in in a lot of the other films uh, and apparently Michael Caine actually like actively pursued the role when he heard that they were making it in London because uh, he wanted to be in a film that his daughter could actually watch him in because um, uh, everything else that he'd been up been in up until that point he, uh, um, he she couldn't she couldn't see him in it and also his grandkids have seen him in it as well and they don't believe it's their granddad he's he's in the film apparently so that's it's quite sweet uh, and I was I was actually today years old when I realised that. Um, because obviously in, in the in the book there's only Jacob Marley, but uh, they they wanted um, I can't remember the name of the two guys. Stadler uh, uh, and Stadler, yeah. Yeah, so they so they had to create another name for the other Marley brother, so they called him Robert as a nod to Bob Marley. Um, and there's the Wailing <laughs> Money Boxes, which are the reference to the Whalers, um, which which uh, <gasps> I, I was talking to Paul, who obviously isn't on tonight, but um, I was talking to him about it earlier, and I was like, I said the name out loud, and I was like, hang on, is that is that a reference to Bob Marley? Um, yeah, love, absolutely love the film. It's got to go on the list. Best best Christmas film of all time. Well, Agreed. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Phil's helped you out on that one. Um, <laughs> okay, Matt, enlighten us. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I, I love Muppets Christmas Carol. I think it's um, a stupendous film. I mean, how can you not love? The Muppets. The Muppets has to go straight onto our list. And I love the fact that Michael Caine. As, uh, as Dan mentioned, was jumping at the bit to star in this film. Um, and he said he just wanted to act it as if he were he was acting at the Royal Shakespeare Company and that there was no Muppets in there at all. And the fact that they were real, real people. Um, and it, it just shows, you know, he's just treating the whole cast like, we, you know, the, the, the brilliant Kermit, the, the brilliant Gonzo and Rizzo and, you know, all, all the cast are there. And my favourite, obviously, is Mr. Fozzie Bear and um, going back and he was, I think you played Miss, Mr. Fizz, Fizzy Wig in this and he was like Fizzy his Wig, old employer. Yeah. yeah. And he owned a rubber chicken factory and, you know, yeah. they, there you go. There you go. It, it, fantastic film. Go, go on. Excellent. Well, um, that that's a full house because um, there's absolutely no way my, I would live in this house if um, I didn't, if I uh, didn't put this on the list. Um, I, I agree basically that this is probably the finest Muppet movie that they've ever made. Um, uh, the songs are brilliant, even the one that ke- keeps being dropped. Um, I think I'd, 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 the bit that always gets me is uh, the bit where Gonzo's um, d- uh, doing the, um, the street lamps. Uh, he's got, light, yeah. light the lamp, not the rat night. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, and then he picks, he's pulling pulling Rizzo out of the barrel as an ice as as, as an ice cube. So <laughs> that, that's um, yeah. Um, that basically um, Michael Caine walking through it. I, I believe he got he got um, puppeteer blind in the end. I think the only people he saw were the puppets. 
So, oh, um, yeah. It's quite I, dangerous for him, though, because he was having, because, because of all, like, the level of the puppeteers having to be underneath, apparently he had to be very careful where he walked on the street because it was yeah. literally just, like, boards, and if he'd misstepped, he could have potentially, so it was quite dangerous. dangerous landed on a puppeteer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, definitely on the list, definitely on our long list. So uh, our next nomination, Chris. Well, I, I feel like uh, we can't really um, beat around the Christmas tree here. Um, it seems like everyone's going to nominate uh, their favourite Christmas film, and it's probably going to be quite contested. So I'm going to have to go in with my favourite f- uh, Christmas film of all time, uh, and one of my favourite films of all time, and that is Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I love this film. It came out when uh, I was uh, eight, going on nine. I'm I'm about four months younger than uh, Macaulay Culkin, um, and uh, it's just it it was my childhood. Um, uh, you know, I'm eight years old. TV's my life. Um, and it's, uh, it's just brilliant. Um, everyone in it, uh, is fantastic. Um, uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, um, uh, as the, the two, the wet bandits, um, and all the tricks he has to play. Um, I watch every year for Christmas. It's become a tradition, my, uh, Murray household, um, that I watch, uh, Home Alone and then alternate Home Alone to the, the year after, um, and it, no matter how many times I watch it, uh, it always makes me laugh uh, out loud uh, several times throughout the film. Um, all of the gags are hilarious. Uh, the physical comedy is insane. Um, I love the fact that people have worked out that uh, Kevin's dad must be a member of the mob to be able to afford <laughs> such an amazing house. Um, and uh, that um, the the wet bandits would have died several times over if they'd actually s- sustained the injuries that they had. Um, it's just fantastic. And the central performance of Macaulay Culkin is amazing. Um, uh, you know, and he became a child star uh, for, f- you know, quite rightly. Um, this is, in my opinion, the best Christmas film ever made. Right, um, that's pretty conclusive. So, Dan, I wonder what you're going to say about it, considering your shirt. Yeah, get the reference. I made that <laughs> family disappear. Of course, it's got to go on. It's, yeah, I mean, if Muppet's Christmas Carol has the, the kind of classic feel-good Christmas vibe, Home Alone is just pure mischief for uh, for a little boy growing up like me as well. Um, like Chris, I grew up watching it, and um, it's weird because who would think that like such a kind of quite a violent film uh, could actually be such a class- classic family fe- like festive family film as well? Um, but I think a lot of that is because the soundtrack. Um, it, it's just incredible. I would happily just stick the soundtrack on and, and listen to that as as uh, as my you know Christmas music around the house. Um, John Williams. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, and there's some great metal covers out there if, if anyone's into some heavy, heavy music. Uh, <laughs> I did not and, know and I that. Found, yeah, and I, I found a band called The Home Alones who have released a concepts uh, EP based on the film as well, uh, which is Amazing. pretty good. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's got to go on. Come on. 
I mean, actually, well, I suppose it's the second one, but uh, to me, I think the first is, is by, by far the best, it's, you know, the, self, the self-contained in the house, all the pranks. Well, may, maybe the second one will rear, rear, rear its head like last time. Um, so, having said that, Matt, is this a cheese pizza or an iron to the face? Uh, it's well, an eye into the face can be funny and good as well. So I think it's a bit <laughs> of both of those. Um, uh, I have to say um, that I, I do have slight a slight favourite for Home Alone two. That that for me, I don't know why because it clearly isn't the best film. This is clearly the best film, but I don't know. I've got a soft spot for Home Alone two, but um, <clears throat> this being the first, being the best, you know, it's self proclaimed it is the best. Um, I, I, I love it. it it's brilliant um my, my favorite bit is is the house invasion um it's just all the, the pranks and the pitfalls and and the you know the danger they get into and it's just pure 1940s um warner brothers cartoon slapstick i, I just love it every time i watch it as as dan mentioned i just i giggle like like a big child it's it's fantastic um and uh, yeah, it's got to go on. It's, it's absolutely got to go on, without a doubt. And, and you know, it, it, how far did he get onto our John Hughes pod? I can't remember. Did it? Did, oh, I think gosh, it did. I can't remember. Um, John Hughes being, it, the, being the writer. Did he direct yeah, it? But, I think he directed it. No, it no. It was a, yeah, it was Chris oh, Columbus. Chris Columbus, right. Um, but he was definitely definitely in our top, uh, definitely on, on our top was. five. I think it got in the top five as well. So, you know, this this could be probably the first movie that gets on to two top fives, maybe. Who knows? Well, yes. There we go. Now, I, I, uh, I, I just lo- I love the houses as well. The houses are amazing. I know you were saying, uh, Chris, about the house and stuff like that. And But I always wished that I, I could have my own like room in the attic. Uh, I just thought it was fantastic. And the fact that he took his family on holiday every year, like, to to another part of the world was was just yeah, insane. That, so yeah, he's definitely the amount of money that that would have cost, <laughs> even in nineteen ninety. Yeah. I looked up earlier. Actually, apparently the apparently the house is worth like one point five million dollars, or it sold for that. Um, like I don't know how recently or how it keeps it, selling. Yeah. The, I I think it sold last year, and then it it's had sold just a couple of years before that. And uh, yeah, you always I, see I, it. Linked. I worked out the the conversion rate, and uh, that works out just about a million dollars, a million pounds. And that's less than a terraced house on my street. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's crazy. And Robert De Niro t- turned down the, the role of Joe Pesci, uh, Joe Pesci's character. Um, and all, we know Joe Pesci is like, he's solid for that character. He made it his own. But I think Robert De Niro would have been good in that role as well. I always like finding out like who was cast, who was considered yeah. and, and who turned it down. I always find it quite fascinating. Yeah. You, you just reminded me of uh, the, the noise that Joe Pesci makes, which is like uh, Muttley from... Um, <laughs> the, the, he did that, that because... That's the one. That's the one. Uh, he was told, you know, he, he kept swearing during the takes. Yeah. Um, and and he said, Chris Columbus said, you, you've got to find a way of, of not swearing. And that, that, was, how, that was what he did. He was... Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Well, so, well, I believe... Go on. Sorry, there's another little there's another little nugget of kind of like trivia in it. And isn't the man who lives across the street called Old Man Marley? Is that like a little hint towards Christmas Carol and the Mar maybe the Marleys? Possibly, maybe? possibly. Could be, could be, could be. Yeah. Um, it was only added towards the end of um while they were developing it because they wanted it to have a bit more of a sentimental red, and he kind of provided that, which uh, I didn't realize until recently. Yeah, kind of needed it because otherwise it would have just been all out violence. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, um, my, my, my turn. And um, you were saying about Joe Pesci, uh, I'm sorry, Robert De Niro being the, fir- being the first choice. Um, Daniel Stern, <laughs> Daniel Stern, who, who ended up in the role, actually turned it down to start with. Um, I bet he's glad he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he looked at it as a bit of fluff. I don't know what, he, I can't remember what he was doing at the time. Um, if you get if you um, get the chance to have a look on Netflix at the uh, movies that shaped us, I think that's what the series is called. Movies that uh, made us. That's the one. Um, basically, they, they explain, it, um, they have interviews with Dan Stern about um, getting the role and everything. Um, that house was, all the interiors were built in a swimming pool. What? It, it was... Uh, it's, th- it's, that was the that was the second house, the one that he goes to, that flooded. They built that that in the swimming pool. Um, the their house, the, their set wasn't built in a swimming pool. Well, basically, um, John Hughes didn't want to go to L.A. or New York or anywhere else where they usually made films, so he bought an old school, and basically the school was turned into his uh, production offices and sets. So um, just, it was that- in the gym. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, um, yeah. Um, for me, again, it's uh, it it's. I'm glad the old man's there because that gives it the heart. Gives it some heart. Um, uh, otherwise, it would just be a wisecracking kid. I believe this is Macaulay Culkin's second film. Um, and second film Uncle. with uh, John Hughes. Yeah, Uncle Bob and John Candy. First. Yeah. Is John uh, Candy in this film? Is he in Home Alone? The Polka King. Pol- uh, of course, yeah, in the back polka, of the van. Polka, yeah, yeah, yeah. polka, polka. Um, and um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think it's it's schmaltzy but violent, and it kind of balances out in the end. Yes, I, I I'm going to put it on the list. Amelia, what do you think? Um, I <coughs> there we go. I was, just, I was so speechless by uh, your commentary, and um, no, I think I do agree. Um, I think though, controversially this year. Home Alone is being remade for Disney Plus. Mm. So will we be what? watching the new version and be like, oh, this is so much better? I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's got an uh, Irish uh, comedian in playing the mum and they've got another very cute kid. So that will be interesting to see. But I think the classic will always be something that is, is close to people's hearts. So I would definitely agree with what you've previously said. Well, again, that's another that's another five five clean sweep. Full house, wow! Full full house so far. So you guys, give up or you're thirsty for more. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall find out when we ask Dan. What have you got for us next? I feel like this might Dan. be the first um, slightly uh, divisive one. Um, don't don't about... pick mine, Dan. Don't do it, Dan. <laughs> It, could it be a Halloween film? Could it be a Christmas film? Who knows? <laughs> the, the Pumpkin King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's grown tired of the same old thing and he stumbles across a door in the woods that leads him to Christmas Town. And inspired by all the colourful magic he discovers, he tries with the best intentions to hijack Christmas and make it his own. Um, yeah, it's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Although apparently he didn't direct it, just, just wrote it and, and created the... The characters um uh yeah it's another one that i've loved um, been fascinated with since a kid it was like, it kind of freaked me out when i was younger um and then it, it grew on me as i uh, went into my teens and 
Um, despite the creepy characters, I think it's got it's much more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween film. Um, and again, it's a, hu a huge part of that is the soundtrack. Um, what's this and making Christmas uh, are two tracks that I I love to stick on at Christmas time as well. Um, and yeah, it's, it's it's definitely got the Christmassy feel, so I think it deserves to be on the list. Okay. Um, excellent. Um, I, I am going to say that I have never actually watched this all the way through. No! That's yeah. a sign that John, John, John doesn't I, like it. That's always a sign he doesn't like well, it. Well, actually, it's more of a case of every time, every time I've had a chance to see it, it's kind of been at the wrong time of day, or my kids have hijacked my TV and watching something else. So I've just never got round to watch it. it. Not yeah, make them watch it. <laughs> make them watch it. Okay. Um, do they, but do they not have an interest in watching it? Um, I, I, I they will, not they will now. <laughs> I think. It, well, weirdly, um, having just come out, come off the back of Halloween, um, I've just watched Frankenweenie, um, another Tim Burton animation from uh, with, my, with my youngest. So I think I've got more of a chance now. But it, it's it's one of, it's one of those films that's kind of it's got a, it's got a reputation and a legacy because um, we've watched James and the, James and the Giant Peach, which are the same guys. Um, Frankenweenie now. Um, that's so, in James and Giant Peach. So yes, yeah, and the whole the whole underwater pirate thing is actually quite quite interesting too. Those it's a, it's a very it's a very good take. So although I would like to put it on because I have seen bits and pieces of it, I just haven't I've never actually seen it as a whole. I it's the first one I'm ever going to have to abstain from. So um, there you go. So Matt. Yes, this this was my number one pick. This one, so Dan Dan got in there first. Oh, um, sorry, man. No, 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 no. But it, it's it it was the very first VHS um, video. In fact, it's probably one of the first films that I ever. In fact, it was the first film that I ever bought by myself with my own money. I can't remember what job I. I think I was doing like some working in a coffee shop, serving like posh people cups of afternoon like cream teas and stuff um and i bought a vhs of this and at first i didn't really like it and i don't i, I don't know why i didn't like it i think i think it, it does have like that um that tint that kind of adult themes in it that can be quite unapproachable to a certain age group i think if you're really young it works really well i think if you're that kind of like burgeoning teen i'm not sure it worked it didn't work certainly didn't work for me anyway and it wasn't until like a few years after that kind of like mid nineties that um, I really started to appreciate it for what it was and picked up the soundtrack. <clears throat> like Dan said, it's just got a great soundtrack. My, and my favorite is the uh, Oogie Boogie song. Um, I, I, lo I love all the characters in it. The, the character designs, the production design is just exquisite in it. And um, Henry Sells Selnick or Selick, 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 Selnick, Selick. And the director, I just think for me, it's, is the best stop motion animation that, that's ever been done ever like Ardman, everything it's just it, i think it's just stunning and it was done so long ago like now you know what we're talking 30 years ago now um it, it's just fantastic um and tim burton came up with the story and the whole premise like in the in the very early 80s so it was being like bandied around and, and thought about for such a long time and it, you can tell because it's got that genius about it, that genus that's been created over those years to just produce something that's so stunning. And it took up 20 sound stages. 
And at one point they were using all the sound stages and all the, all the, the, the puppeteers and the crafts, the craftsmen that have built these stages and all these puppets, 227 puppets. And Jack Skellington had, uh, had 400 heads. So for each of his expressions, I, I just, I'm, I'm in awe of that kind of animation. I just think it's absolutely incredible. Um, and a brilliant cast as well. Danny Elfman, who did the music and the songs and the lyrics, he also sang the voice of Jack Skellington. It was his voice that he was singing. Um, and Chris Sarandon, who is uh, Susan Sarandon's brother, and Chris Sarandon is quite a big actor who you may or may not know. He's been in quite a lot of films. Um, he was uh, just the normal uh, acting voice, the, the talking voice of Jack Skellington. And it's got Paul Rubens in it. And, you know, Paul Rubens, um, Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Big Top Adventure and all those sort of films. Just, just brilliant, brilliant. It's both hideous and cute at the same time. And, and it does just have that kind of eruption of imagination that is so captivating um and and again my, my favorite character is, is definitely oogie boogie and, and when they, he plays the the little uh, murder santa game to to try and kill santa i just think it's fantastic absolutely brilliant yeah gotta go on right okay then amelia how about how about yeah. yourself I've only ever seen this once, and the reason I'm going to say yes is because I watched one of the behind-the-scenes programmes um, that is available on various streaming services, and it was just amazing. And the reason I'm saying yes is because it was the sheer sort of, like, force of the production team that actually got it produced and it was actually made it into a classic. So they sort of talked about the fact that Tim Burton was busy making Batman at the time and the fact that um, sort of they really had to, because it was such a big thing, they went massively over budget. You know, it was a lot of people who were newer to the industry. It was a very new cutting edge thing at the time. It was so seeing those sort of things and seeing the process behind it. And I mean, when you think about the animation, there's about 110,000 frames in Nightmare Before Christmas and it took them three years to make. And when Matt was obviously talking about all the different reactions and all the different, you know, setups that you need just for, for one shot, especially if there's so many characters, I have to say yes, purely because, you know, so many people against all odds actually made that film and got it finished and got it out there. And, and that's something that everyone should be so proud of. And I love that Disney uh, didn't stand by it at first and they, they sort of released it under touchstone. And then now that it's become so successful, I mean, you see all the toys and everything in Disney stores and everything um, as soon as Halloween comes around. Uh, and then obviously now it's like, it's, a, it's now branded as an official Disney film, but they, exactly. they and it's stand just... by it. Yeah, and it's just the fact that it started off as such a little idea and then it's now just such a big thing. And it's for all of us sometimes when we have little ideas and you're like, oh, maybe one day it could be that. But the fact they carried on and they kept going and they fought to get that money to get it finished. It's like that's that's why I have to say yes, is purely because of the pioneering work that the production team did to get it done. Blood, yeah, sweat, I mean, tears. You can see that on the on the screen, can't you? Yeah, it's it's incredible. And if you ever get the chance to see the behind the scenes stuff on on the DVD, um, or or on TV or or whatever you can see, it, it's so fascinating. It really is so fascinating. Um, and yeah, and, and I'm really glad that that that, that Amelia said that it's been because uh, it was a cult classic, wasn't it? It was a cult classic, and now it's just recognised as one of the best Christmas films I've made. So you know, it's 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 grown up as we've grown up. Yeah, I mean, this this is definitely more a Christmas film than a Halloween film. And actually, the, the, um, 
I, I believe um, I'm willing to be corrected on this. This was actually written by Tim Burton when he was working as an animator at Disney. This was kind of like his anti- antidote to kind of um, keep keep him that. keep him sane while while he was while he was working there. Um, <coughs> and bless you. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, so yeah, this. Three films. Is that three then? Is that three? Three that films. Three? We're on. Three films. Three on the list. So um, that's Muppets Christmas Chris, Carol. Chris, would you would you have said? Sorry, we forgot Chris. Chris, did we have Chris? Oh, sorry, Chris. Yes. Um, I uh, I really like this film. It is on my list. Um, uh, it's interesting that it came out the same year as Muppets, and both you know, all three films uh, so far. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a great film. Um, Danny Elfman's score. Tim Burton. Tim Burton seems to love gothic Christmas, doesn't he? So he's he's done uh, Batman Returns, uh, Edward yeah. Scissorhands, and this. Technically, yes. uh, all set in around Christmas, and I think um, uh, the newer Charlie and Chocolate Factory. That was uh, they had a big Christmas thing in that as well. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a great film. Uh, I I can't disagree with any of the points. Uh, I love it. Excellent. So yeah, um, even with Chris, um, we are we are three for three. Christmas Muppets Christmas Carol, Home Alone, and excuse me, and Nightmare Before Christmas, all all on our list. So um, comes comes. Yeah, comes round oh. to my. T- <laughs> that, that had that had three of those. All three of them were on that one piece of paper. Oh, no. so, uh, all my list, my list is just coming down now. <laughs> Anything um, from the from the eighties or the noughties, John? Uh, well, this this is this is my. Um, I've I've got one from the eighties and I've got one from the noughties. Ooh. Same, and they're actually strangely, strangely slightly similar. Um, and I don't know. I don't know where to go. Classic or up to date. One being an animation, and one being, being uh, exactly the same. Oh one yeah, I know. I know the animation one that you're thinking of. Right. Quantum, the map will have one left. Should we guess? Should we guess? Go on. When you when you when you pick no, when you pick one, John. Pick. Say you picked one, and then give us a little hint, and we'll try and we'll try and guess. It's quite. It's our little after dinner Christmas game. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Christmas okay. cracker. I'm going to go for. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Like... Which ones? It, well, are you going the early one or the later one? I'm going to go for the earlier one. Um, has it got something to do with the Christmas Carol? No. Oh, okay. I'm out. Somebody else. <laughs> uh, I I can't remember the name of it, but I think it's the that golf. Uh, we talking eighties? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 80s animation. Oh no, sorry. I, I said the later one, didn't I? Did I say the early one and the later no, one? No, you said the earlier one. I said the earlier one. Right. Okay. The earlier one <laughs> so is confused. not an. It's all right. The earlier one is not an animation from the 80s. Live so which action. one are you? Do- which one are you doing? <laughs> which one are you I'm, doing? I'm, right. I'm doing the earlier one. I'm doing the which earlier is live one. action. 
which is live action. Right. Okay. Does my my question still fit? Was it anything to do with the Christmas Carol? <laughs> Neither of them are to do with the Christmas Carol. <laughs> okay. Somebody else. Uh, is is it to do with Santa Claus? Yes. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> is it Santa Claus the movie? It's Santa Claus the movie. Oh, well done. Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Now. Yeah, right. San, Santa Claus the movie. You will believe a reindeer can fly because this is this is a film from the people who brought you Superman. Same crews, same people. It's um, uh, the original or Superman three. Superman <laughs> it, it, <And> four. <laughs> well, up to up it's to not three. Har- Saltzman uh, production. Up to th- up to three was the same with the same people. It was the last one, which was canon. There was it was four, which was the cat, which was the. <laughs> this, is, this is not a Superman podcast. No, it's not. Um, so yes, uh, uh, Santa Claus and stay, stay on target. How... Stay... <laughs> I've got to stop drinking. Sorry. So right, I've got that shirt for Sunday for the next <laughs> podcast. Right. Basically, this is a really, really nice, really, really 80s take, really sweet take on on how santa becomes santa and why and i the only the only thing that and like i say evil industrialists um basically santa santa's doing his job fine and then all of a sudden automation comes in and starts to ruin things and um so and then Dudley Dudley Moore's little cat, little elf uh, breaks everything, so he gets kicked out and ends up going and finding his own way to make, to be another Santa to help Santa. But turns it turns out that he actually just ru- he basically kind of ruins everything with John Lithgow's industrialist. Um, it's it's an it's a weird little camp. It, basically, it's got the, exactly the same charm as Superman, as it does to today, as Superman does to the films of today. It's kind of, it, you'd expect this in a, in, a children, in a children's graphic novel or in a, this is kind of like the children's book version of, um, of, of Santa. And, it, and I, really, I really like it. Um, I, I actually love uh, uh, Dudley Moore's car, the flying car with the, with the dust. Um, using the reindeer's flying dust to power it. Um, I know this is one's probably more of a, a tough sell than the than most of the ones on, on the list. But to be fair, I think this is actually this is one I kind of I saw it in the pictures um, when it when it came out, and it and it it has it has a charm. So I I, I suggest that this should go on the list. I think this is probably the santa claus most santa claus of santa claus movies so who would like to go first <laughs> matt I, i'll go first i'm furiously furiously looking through um my uh, internet here no, not for facts and figures i'm trying to look because I, I'm, I'm much like john and i are a similar age um, I'm not saying that I'm older than John um, at all, but I we are similar age. Um, and I and I remember I remember a queuing up for the cinema, my local uh, cinema in Northwich, and it was an, one of those old school cinemas. 
that that, mm. that was clearly a music hall like in the 1940s so there was like tears and tears like like you see in the west end you know so it was a theater um in the traditional sense and it had the most comfortable seats they may have stank of cigarettes and of like bits of food and all sorts of stuff and like sweat and tears and but they were so comfy they were really it's like your old mattress when you were growing up um and and this 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 cinema fit and tears sweat sweat well you know the movies it's sad you're gonna see a rom-com you know cry 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 um and um it it seated literally it seated uh about i reckon it must have been over 500 people it was is one of those massive ones proper health hazards you know if it caught on fire like everyone would have been, everyone would have died straight away um and i remember queuing up and not being able to get in because my birthday is uh is boxing day <clears throat> and this film came out obviously at christmas and it was sold out, like completely sold out. And bearing in mind, there was only one, one cinema within about 30 miles. So, you know, it was, it was often sold out. But I remember queuing up with my friends um, like, and, and we'd go out uh, um, uh, for like an early birthday party because obviously no one was around on Boxing Day. So I was a very lonely child. Um, so we'd, we'd go out and, and have an early birthday and, and I couldn't get in. It was sold out completely. And I'm furiously looking through through IMDb to try and find out the film that we went to see instead, because it was a two screen cinema. Right. Ah. So there was there was another film on that. I can't remember. This has got nothing to do with the film well, um, you're talking, <laughs> talking about because I didn't see it until years and years later when it was yeah. on TV. Um, and it, it is. It is it, go on, maybe go we on, could Chris. try and work it out then. Well, it's uh, 1985. It's I, I think it's yes. yeah, yeah. This is, this, I, is the, this is the Christmas after Ghostbusters. I think I think oh. they had a re-release of Back to the Future uh, on at Christmas because it was so popular. And obviously, you know, the, the maybe it was just the, still in the cinema. It could have been. Mm. It was like J- July. Sorry, it, was it not September in UK? I, I think it was Back to the Future. I think we all went to see Back to the Future because because uh, obviously everyone had seen it already. And we not went a bad to see consolation it again. Prize. So it was a consolation prize. I, I, that was, <laughs> I really, really remember that because I was so desperate to go and see Santa Claus the movie because I was a proper Christmas kid where I used to, I, I really did used to stay up like uh, until I, I fell asleep completely passed out trying to hear the reindeer and santa's sleigh like coming <laughs> through the sky i was that sort of kid and I, and I really 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 wanted to see this film it was like i think it must have been about my sixth or seventh birthday um but anyway I, I never saw it we went to see back to the future i never saw it for years afterwards until it was on tv uh, and it was a good movie but by that point it passed me by and I, I, as much as i love dudley moore I think there are better films out there and I can't really remember it too much. Um, Mm. I haven't seen it for such a long time. And it's one of those ones that I I don't genuinely look up to try and, I'm sure it's really good. And it's probably for shame for me um, that I just can't remember it. But, you know, if I had gone and seen it that year, maybe it would have been my number one, John, maybe it would have been up there as well, but Dudley Moore rocks though. Yeah, so so that's a no so that's for the no. list from Matt. That's a no. That's a no. Sorry, that's a no. But no. again, it's a great. I'm sure it's a great movie. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's the best reason for not sticking it on the list. Amelia, here so, we go. Again, I had to, <laughs> I had to I had to do a little Google because and I have seen it. So one of my memories of childhood because i watched it on the tv is when we had the you know the massive big box tvs like the huge yes. huge ones and i remember watching dudley moore now i can't remember the plot line 
of it and I don't think I've watched it again but I remember that being on one Christmas so I'm only going to say no but that's because that's only my sort of fragmented memory and and I wasn't actually born when the film was released so every week every week we get (laughs) if it's not Paul trying to wheedle his his young age in there every week I was listening to the last pod and Paul was trying to like wheedle in how young he is compared to the rest of us anyway I'm off topic but Dan's in the same boat as well so true 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 true. well the girl the girl wearing the Doctor Who Christmas jumper is talking about not liking something because it was <laughs> made before she was born. Uh, classics are classics. Those were made after, so you know, slight, slightly different. It's, Santa's it's, forever. It's... Santa's forever. I, as proven by the film. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's uh, Chris now. Chris, uh, do, uh, do uh, I do I have a yeah, fan? I, or I'm really pleased that you've nominated this. I'm really pleased that you've nominated this, uh, John. Uh, it's on my list. Uh, I loved this film uh, growing up. Um, I watched it every year when it came on TV. Um, I'm I, just a, a couple of years younger than yourself and uh, <laughs> Matt. Uh, so I, I wasn't, I, I, I was only four when it came out in the cinema so i had to wait till it was on tv but the the magic of the film is just fantastic it's very 80s it's very cheesy very camp but uh it's it's brilliant it it like you say uh, it is the best depiction of a a traditional santa um uh, saint nicholas uh that there has ever been on film i think um and it's it is magical and they really do sell the idea of Santa and, and elves and the reindeer. Um, and it is, it's beautiful, a, a great film. And uh, John Lithgow is an amazing baddie. Uh, I, I still have these vivid images of him eating the pink rocks that mm. Dudley Moore brings uh, that makes him fly. And he's just scoffing them down. He's like, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, and, and then getting... Um, Christmas too. Yeah, <laughs> getting getting the reindeer to fly again because people have stopped believing in him. Uh, in and and then yeah, geeing them up to to get ready to to fly is just ah, oh, I love it. Uh, so yes, it is a yes from me. Do, do you know what I feel? This movie is 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 undersold. Like throughout throughout um, moviedom, I, I think throughout Hollywood, throughout anyone who who whoever watches Christmas, I think this movie it sounds genuinely like it's really good. And I'm I'm, I'm so sad that I can't like experience what you guys are experiencing about it. But I, I think it's 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 going to be like you should sell this one as as a proper proper hidden gem. I think. I, yeah, I, I totally I don't agree. See that. It on it's, TV. I don't see it on TV anymore. It's not it's not on very often, and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's it must be a rights thing, but um, it's it's definitely a film of kind of two parts. When you say yeah. John, that there's there's very much the traditional Christmas and Santa at the North Pole, um, yeah. and he's he's getting all snuggly with Mrs. Claus in their yeah. amazing little wooden bed thing, uh, which I always wanted when I was growing up. Um, and uh, and then you've got the Dudley Moore uh, fish out of water going yeah. to the big city. 
and then being kind of lured in by John Lithgow's yeah. industrialist. And, they, and uh, then you've, and got, you've, got, you've got this, you've got the um, the street kids who Santa helps yeah, out, yeah. who, who uh, ends up ends up uh, going with Santa and meeting the the rich the rich da- uh, granddaughter daughter. Um, daughter? It, I think it's daughter, but it turns out to be that. Um, uh, that's the industri- that's John Lithgow's uh, family, so it all kind of ties up in the end. And, and but it's a case of it's a touching childhood thing, and yeah, yeah. Um, and the the opening song is very memorable. I still remember it now. Every Christmas Eve, we are part of a miracle, um, and uh, famously, it was sung by um, Alla Jones. Uh, although it's it was meant to, it, uh, they had a, a an American or a Scandinavian girl mouthing along to his uh, his um, falsetto, mm. uh, and uh, that's that's kind of the uh, a famous um, d- trivia bit of trivia that Alan Jones did not sing the snowman theme, mm. but he sang the theme to uh, Santa Claus. The, the movie. Santa Claus the movie, excellent. Um, okay, so. Come two on, Dan. Four, two for two Dan, against. I, I've never I, seen it. <laughs> I love that I am going to be the person that gets to decide whether this goes on the list or not. The power. Because um, because if I say yes, it means that I have four for four on my list currently. Because this, oh, this got is it. my all-time oh. Really? Like growing up, it's not my all-time favorite, but it, it, growing up, it was the Christmas film that we had. I'm pretty sure it was taped off VHS, so oh, it I'm was pleased, always, mate. it was always get a spin uh, every year. Sometimes even in the middle of the summer, like I just stick it on just because I liked <laughs> it that much. And, uh, yeah, I can't I can't sell it any more than the other guys have. Um, I just love. I, I'm a sucker for a traditional Santa. It is the most traditional depiction of Santa in. Uh, in moviedom as chris said and um and i just love all like the wooden toys in it and um and the the whole montage of kids playing on the toys and then um because they've been made using automation they start to fall apart and that's why dudley moore gets booted out and um yeah 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 and 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 the the teddy bear full of nails like how how can you be oh my god you totally reminded me dan i've forgotten all about that yeah they they kind of (laughs) it played into the whole 80s scary yeah. scare your eight kids you know John, John, yeah, well, no, no, no 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 john john lithgow is making shoddy toys by filling them with sawdust and nails yeah he, he runs a toy company and that's what that's why dudley moore ends up going to him with with his yeah. um uh, to get him to help him to make toys that, a, for the, the montage of all the kids opening their their shoddy presents and getting injured is brilliant <laughs> Oh, we've got we've got three acolytes here for, for well, this film. Amelia, yes. we've got three acolytes here. I think we're we're going to be beaten down for this one. It's, it's really good. I'm so pleased that like Dan, who like you know, I, I wouldn't have said that Dan would have gone. Yes, let's have this. Yes, let's yeah. have. This. I'm, I'm going to say actually, I am surprised, man. <laughs> I've, I've, I've still, still got like I um you know they used to give out DVDs in the newspaper. Yeah, uh, it, it was given. You out got the freebie. Newspaper. Yeah, I've still got it because it oh, just yes. never comes on TV. So I've still got it at, at home, and it and kept it down from the loft because a lot of my DVDs went up in the loft. But that one, I had to get that and rescue it before it. Got awesome, that's great. Well, I get hope against hope. Uh, Score three, three to two. Um, it makes our first eighties film. 
our first 80s film, Santa Claus the movie. Now, Matt, mm. you got your yeah. last one of the first run through. What you well, got, got for us, man? I've got everything to lose here, haven't I? Everything to lose. I, I've only got two left. Like, I'm, no, I've got a big list of things, but I've got two that are specific. And uh, much like you, John, I've got one that is very quite modern and one that is um, is traditional, but not too traditional. You know, okay. Going back, going back to the 80s. Um, I'm going to go for the one in the 80s. I'm going to go back to the 80s again. And and this is this is all to do with. Like, hang on a second. Let me just turn my because it's my go. I'm going to turn this. Is that going to kill people with with with? with <laughs> no, I love it. Slow fat slow flash man, slow change. <laughs> Sorry, there, there we go. That, that, I'll, I'll go in there. there. Go. Um so uh yeah, I'm gonna go for another cult classic. I'm gonna go for another cult classic from 1988. And um this is coming off the back of um for one of the actors in it, coming off the back of um a, a massive hit which you guys spoke about um last pod which won't be the last pod for this pod but may may or may not have been but around sort of like uh spooky october the 31st time and um it was coming off the back of uh, that film for one of the actors and um he hadn't made a film for uh, like three or four years because of his success of that film and he, he came back with this dark take on on a christmas carol another Christmas Carol movie, because a lot of these movies are based on a, on a Christmas Carol. Um, so I'm going to go for Scrooged, uh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, Bill Murray um, in Scrooged, um, uh, with uh, the brilliant Carol Kane as their ghost of Christmas present, who was so, so, so pivotal in this movie for me. I mean, everyone knows the story of the Christmas Carol, right? Everyone knows the story of the Christmas Carol. So this was like a modernist remake, retake of it. And, and Bill Murray pay, plays like a TV executive who is a bit mis, um, uh, misanthropic. He's a bit kind of, I hate the world. Um, you know, I'm selfish, cynical, and he's all about money, money, money. And he gets, he's the, the Scrooge character. And he gets visited uh, by by the ghosts of present, future and past. And, you know, we go on that journey with him. But I just love it. It's 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 dark. It's it's crude. It's it's lavish. It's sentimental at the same time. Um, it's real with loads of um, cameos. You've got Robert Mitchum in there. You've got Karen Allen from um, uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Anyone can do Bobcat Goldthwait um, a voice accent. No, only Bobcat can do Bobcat. Um, and he's the guy that gets. Uh, he he plays the character that gets um, uh, sacked. Um, uh, so I'm assuming he's the Bob Cratchit character. Um, music by Danny Elfman. Um, it, it's just it's brilliant. It's it's a return to to, to film for Bill Murray. Um, it, it was written by a couple of Saturday Night Live uh, scriptwriters who came in and they made the film. They made the original script really, 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 really funny, like genuinely funny, not as dark as it turned out to be. And Richard Donner, who uh, we all know made The Goonies uh, and Superman Two and lots of other films, um, who sadly died recently, didn't he? He died, he died recently. Yes. Very sad. Yes. Um, and he uh, he and Bill Murray, Bill Murray didn't get on very well. 
and there was a lot of tension between the two of them because uh, Bill Murray was doing his usual improvisations and he was just being like the big, the big actor, the big funny actor. And he was creating these amazing, amazing sequences. And, and Richard Donner wanted to, to keep it like lots of special effects. And, and it did. I think he got nominated for a makeup special effect um, uh, Oscar, uh, although it didn't win. Lost out to Beetlejuice, I think, uh, really on the Internet. Um, which, you know, the link between Danny Elfman and Tim Burton and Beetlejuice and Beetlejuice and Scrooge, there's all these links going on here. Um, yeah, it, it, I love it. I, I love the ending. I just absolutely love the ending. Um, it's just brilliant. You've got the Put a Little Love in Your Heart song, which was a massive hit for Al Green and uh, Annie Lennox. I think it went to number one in loads of different countries. Um, yeah, fantastic special, special effects, the staging, the makeup, the fun, the, the darkness. I, I'm a bit of a, a bit, I like dark christmas stuff i like a bit gothic-y I'm, a, I'm that sort of person you know um and i love it it's brilliant it's a difficult film to 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 appreciate it didn't do very well at all didn't do very well because people didn't like bill murray's performance in it they found that it, although he was quite funny that he was a bit kind of you know obtuse and a bit unlikable which is the, the, the character in the first place um so it's it's a cult classic, and I think it still remains a cult classic. I don't think it's done that Nightmare Before Christmas where it's moved beyond that into, into the realms of kind of like the populace. Um, but again, this was another VHS that my sister bought. I think it was one of her early ones that she bought. And I, we used to watch it constantly. I just think it's funny. Um, uh, and yeah, I love it. It's, it's my, it's not on the top of my list, but for me, I think it's, it's a classic, classic, edgy, edgy, a little bit edgy mm. Christmas movie. So hopefully, I don't think I'm getting the vibe that this is going on, but you know, I, I'd like to think that it's appreciated somewhere out there. Okay. So first one to appreciate it, would that be Amelia? <laughs> So I want to uh, buck the trend of maintaining that I don't watch films that were made before I was born. I have actually seen this. That's fine. <laughs> watched stuff previously. We can talk about the black and white version of The Lady Killers in another podcast, but hey. Uh, yeah, we so, can. Yeah, I have, I have watched, I have watched uh, this, but I, I'm going to say no purely because there's things like Muppets Christmas Carol and I feel like that's, that's already on that's already it's already that's already i know there. but i feel like it's if i'm then comparing the two versions of a christmas carol i just prefer that one yeah. so sorry matt okay then um chris you're up next uh, i'm i'm really sorry i've don't I've fail always me. i've always struggled with this film uh and <laughs> i i don't i can't put my finger on it um i i'm a huge bill murray fan uh and uh, yeah, I, I maybe it is the cynical sort of unlikable performance, but I, yeah, it just didn't. It's yeah. never gelled with me. I'm afraid. Sorry. It, yeah, it's a lot. I, I've got that sense of feeling. I, it, it didn't do very well, and it, it, it is because of that. I think, and a lot of people don't really like it. Um, I'm going to cry. Go on, go on, John. John, go, I think you're next. No, oh, is it Dan's Dan, Dan next? Dan. Uh, Especially after the reaction I got from saying yes to the last one, I want to be able to go, yeah. But uh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid like, I, it's one of those where because uh, it's on, I think it's on Netflix pretty much every Christmas, if not all year round. Um, I keep going back to it, to, but I, it's one of those that I stick on at late at night, and I'm too tired to I end up dozing off. And uh, I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but yeah, it, it hasn't either. It hasn't gripped my attention, or I just am a bit too tired, so I can't really say yes, unfortunately. Okay. 
Unfortunately, Matt, it's the, first, it's, <laughs> the, it's the first one not to make it because that's. Uh, what about you, John? Would you have? Well, poor Lumpy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'd probably have given it a set of steak knives. I kind of like it. Um, I think it. I think it's an in, a different telling. If you're going to have a, a Muppets Christmas Carol, I think this is actually a really good counterpoint. Um, I. Uh, it's. You can see that. Richard Donner's got got a bit of his scary ghost head on, where he's the the golf balls falls out of uh, Bill Forsyth's head, and and the mouse with it pushing it out, and the bit where he um, puts him through the holds him through the window of the skyscraper, um, the fact that um, the 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 uh, um, Ghosts, ghosts. A few, basically, the ghosts are actually pretty, pretty um, traditional. Apart from one being a taxi driver, um, yeah, that section, that section of the of the film is is very, very traditional. Um, uh, you know, the, the the bookends are aren't, but but the bit in the middle is. Yeah, um, and, uh, the ghost of uh, future. Uh, didn't Chris she? Injure... Oh no! Hang on. Sorry. Who am I thinking of? The female ghost. Carol Kane. Uh, yeah, didn't she injure Bill Murray when she? I'm sure there's a, a fact where, in the scene where she's fighting with him, she actually broke his finger or something <laughs> like that, and whilst they were filming. Probably. I can't yeah. The exact yeah. Fact, yeah but... Probably. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, he, he looks, no, no. It, look, it looks like it looks like they're going hammer and tongs at it. So. Um, they genuinely yeah. are, and I think she 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 was from from Saturday Night Live as well. So um, I think I think yeah. they had a history together. So they were used to kind of like pinging pinging off each other and stuff. Yeah, it's just an acquired taste, unfortunately. I think it's a Marmite film. I think, but looking at it, I I, I view it in the sense that you know, um, going back to that Halloween pod that you that you guys did, that I, I see it in the sense that um, it's a similar type of film to The Witches. You know, from the from Nicholas Rogue's film from the uh, yeah. uh, 90, early 90s, 1990, 1990. Um, it's that kind of, it's so dark, it's not really liked and not a lot of people enjoy it, but it's well-respected critically. You, know, you know, it's one of those ones that is a tough yeah. sell, but it's not certainly not the funnest film for Christmas. Yeah. Well, at least it doesn't have any screaming kids in it, is what, <laughs> considering, <laughs> considering that's the reason I don't like Goonies. Okay, so, right, we've been round once. Um, we are back to Amelia. Do you have another film to, yeah, to help this us is with? Really, this is really tricky because there's three other films that I definitely think should be in the list, but because my mum told me that I should put this one on the list, I'm going <gasps> to go with a slightly... She genuinely did. Don't like, listen to your mum. Well, let's just see her choice, and then I'll call her up here, and then you can tell her why it doesn't get on the list. So, okay, bring her on. Bring her on. She, she has got to bring on my laptop charger in a minute. So yeah, good good luck, guys. If you don't know. Get mum involved. Uh, yep. <laughs> she would love it. You wouldn't get rid of her. She'd be better than me. <laughs> uh, so the one that she really loves, and it is a family favourite, is the Tivity. Uh, it is a more recent film, but this is a family favourite because she used to be an infant school teacher. So she is, she can genuinely tell you that this film is incredibly accurate. Uh, and also, like the great thing about this is, it's got some amazing stars in it. It's got Martin Freeman, Ashley Jensen. It's got Pam Ferris, who obviously played Miss Trunchbull in Matilda, but is a far nicer head teacher in this. Um, and of course, Mr. Poppy, who wears his coat like a cape. 
and is just as excited about uh, the nativity play as the children. Um, but what I really like about this is, again, it was another small production that shouldn't have become a Christmas classic. The kids were actually, basically, they were all improvising. They were not child actors. That was their first time. Um, and then essentially they shot about 120 hours of footage during six weeks of filming. And then the director spent 10 months editing the film in her back bedroom. And I just feel like that, you know, is, is so impressive. And the fact that they got kids to improvise in such an amazing way. And that's so funny. Um, I just really love it. And of course, I do like the sequels as well. Danger, uh, Danger in the Manger with David Tennant, David Doctor Tennant. Who reference. Obviously, that is another great one. And then Dude, Where's My Donkey? Great song that you'll be humming along to all day. So, um, yeah, make my mum happy and, and add it to the top five. <laughs> right okay so back to school dan oh no sorry chris you get you get you get first dibs on this one is chris uh, oh he's there sorry amelia your mum is wrong oh, uh, <laughs> oh man I mean, that, you dissed her mum i know right <laughs> Um, I, uh, yeah, this, this has, uh, it's, I've never really, uh, got it as a film and, uh, I think it works better as a stage show. Um, and, uh, I don't know, it, it just, it has a vibe of like a TV movie. And I think they, I don't know whether it, it had kind of that budget and they were aiming for, uh, a TV release and then they just thought, oh, well, maybe we can. Yeah, have a theatrical, but um, uh, yeah, it, it just it it does it, it's a huge impressive British cast, uh, and there are funny moments in there. But um, I think competing with uh, some, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be up there with some of the other mega blockbuster Christmas movies that have been before or after. Right. Oh, he's, okay. He's then. actually coming now. You're gonna be in, you're gonna be in trouble, I think, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> and they get my not, mum on you, Mum. Hello, hello, Mrs. Hayward. How are you doing? I listen to it. They're about to tell I'm you. I'm really know. sorry. We're we're really sorry. You, we've had we've had one negative. Hello. Hello, Mrs. Hayward. This is a first for our podcast. Um, welcome, a, welcome. Yes, not only has Amelia, not only has Amelia been on this the most, uh, other than um, the irregulars, um, we this is a, this is the first family member we've actually had gate crash. So <laughs> pleasure to meet you. Um, this now is why we hate your film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm to, curious to be fair, to know, is is it? What is your favourite Christmas movie out of interest? Me in, partic me in yeah, particular. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I do really like Nativity because I used to teach that age of kids, you see. So when I watched it, there was so much in it that, that I'd experienced with every Nativity that we'd been through. So, you know, it was for real. Oh, see, Chris, you've got to change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we we've had we've had one strike against, unfortunately, so far. So um, it's what it's one for one at the moment. We we, one. we 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 need we need to we need to discuss this further. See 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 if we can make it make it uh, make it onto the list for you. How's that? 
All right, then. I'll, okay. let, I'll let you talk about it. And um, But that's that's my reasoning. No, thank you, very, thank you very to, much. Even down to wearing the plimsolls and et cetera, et cetera, it's all very real. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very, thank you very much. Um, we're going to return thank to our... Back. Thank you very much. We'll return to our thank regular you, program. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. There you go. I told you there'd be trouble. Did you, did you <laughs> say yes in the end? Did she? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, she's okay. going to fill you well. in. Sorry. There we go. Right. Okay. So that's a no from Chris. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Chris is not. Chris is on the naughty list. I kind of get the feeling that I have the feeling he might not be the only one. Um, Dan? Yeah, it's not going to make it for me, I'm afraid. Um, I, I, I want to like it because I like how British it is. Um, I just think that the, the whole con concept of the nativity, actually, I suppose you do see it in American, American movies and stuff. They reference the kind of school play thing. But I just feel like the chaos s surrounding kind of a British nativity is just, there's nothing that, nothing that matches it. Like, you think back to school and I, I remember there'll be like, somehow the Teletubbies would make it in. Like I remember the Teletubbies making it into the nativity one year at my school, and you think like how the hell, how the hell that happens? But um, yeah, as a as a film, yeah, it's never really struck a chord with me, so I'm gonna have to say no. Okay, so that's two to one. My go, and from an ex Angel Gabriel who got demoted down to uh, uh, first sheep. Um, over my ears. Um, At least you I, the first sheep, John. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Silver linings and all Look, that. Look, yeah, but to be to be fair, I'm 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 the only angel Gabriel who forgot Jesus's name. Oh. So, yeah, exactly. Mary, you shall have a you shall go to Jeru to Bethlehem, and you shall have a baby. And his name shall be. And Mary turned around and said, Jesus? Yes, that's right. Um, so. <laughs> Line. <laughs> Line. Luckily, luckily she, uh, she, How she covered for me. How do you remember? I can't remember uh, anything. Uh, that's, that's not my first rodeo either. Um, but anyway. <laughs> This was last year. This is last year. Back to the nativity. Really a traumatic period in John's life. Uh, back to the nativity. Um, I <laughs> I think it's I think it's a nice little curio, but again, I'm actually going to say no, which is actually going to leave the way for Matt to go. Yeah, of course I loved it because it's not going to get on the list. So um, no, I'm Matt sorry, didn't love I, it either. I, I didn't love it, but 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 listen, listen. Like, how many people have gone now? One, two, three, four. I, I, uh, it can't go on now, right? We can't get. No, I can't, my, no. the best it can okay. do it, it's tie if we if we include your mum's vote. This this is I this is one of this, this is this is my kid, right? And this is the hilarious thing, um, Amelia, because um, we were I was talking to my my two kids before um, we came on and did this earlier after school, and I was like, I'm, "Daddy's going to do his podcast today, and um, we're going to do traditional Christmas films." And for them, alternative Christmas films haven't really come around because I've not decided to show my nine year old Bad Santa yet. So you know, maybe 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 this year, who knows? Um, but um, there was like, "Well, so what's your favorite?" So they were listing, helping me out, doing the list and stuff. 
and then they went daddy daddy nativity and i'm like oh god oh god oh no no it's an all i i absolutely i, I really don't like the film at all and, and they know that it's a running joke through through because because they love them all they love oh, every single one of them and i said i bet you because they were talking about Nativ- nativity too and that david tennant plays twins doesn't he in it and I said yeah. I bet I bet you Amelia brings I bet you Amelia talks about nativity 100% because we know because I've told you the original the other one yeah but but because they know like my daughter's a massive Do- Doctor Who fan and I often spoke to her about about Amelia because you're a massive Doctor Who fan as well and yeah. David Tennant and so the whole thing kind of linked in together and she really enjoyed the the last episode that came out the other day by the way Doctor Who stuff so um there's there's a problem that I have with nativity is that as Chris said it's really kind of TV it's just a bit cheap looking and a bit kind of like you know like an episode of something that failed and didn't do very well and kind of you know was quite jolly because it was Christmas and everyone thought oh I'm a bit bit pissed I'll I'll you know I'll I'll watch this it's quite funny this um I, I just don't like it I, I don't know it's just never grabbed me but that being said I'm gonna say yes because my kids love it so <laughs> I mean there has to be something somewhere there, yeah. there has to be something uh said about the fact that it spawns two sequels so I mean yeah more than that more than that I think oh more four. yeah there's more there's oh wow more. there's loads more I think there's about four yeah right. I think it's because like I quite like independent films so there's a few there's another few sort of ones that I've watched on Amazon and, and that they would they wouldn't make the top five but they're still you know a bit more low budget because you realize like how much filmmakers have to put in even to get to that stage like how much money it costs so for me like i do love a a little yeah. indie christmas film because i think that's, yeah. that's was really it nice. was it richard curtis i don't think so not directly not directly okay. it might it may be a, is it is it a working title it might be a working it's title pathos release, and working but... title yeah yeah. Yeah. And um, I think but... she was doing an editing with her, and it's basically her partner who edited it, the director's partner. So I'm guessing it was on more of a budget. Yeah. Uh, and from from obviously like the talent that they, yeah. in terms of like all the child actors and stuff, they weren't trained performers. Yeah. So I think, well, think it was lo- low budget for what? Six million, apparently. <laughs> Six million, which is very, that very is, low. That is low budget. Very, very low. Yeah. 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 Like that. Okay. Well, unfortunately, Nativity does not make our list. Oh, shame. So. I voted for it. I thought it was brilliant. I, I loved it. <laughs> she lives locally to me, so Matt's yeah. worried if he bumps into my mum, then there's going to be problems. Yeah, there is. Right. Yeah, she's only around the corner. Matt, she knows where she where you live, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about my daughter. I'm more, I forget your mum. I'm worried about my daughter. <laughs> Here we go, then. Um, okay, so we've knocked off the nativity chris your second film what have you got okay. for us right so i have two two definites on my list and one maybe but we mentioned christmas carol several times uh, in different guises uh so i'm going to discount my my last one so i've got a uh, an early 80s and a uh, fairly contemporary classic uh, and I'm going to go with uh, 1983's A Christmas Story. Uh, this is a huge film in America. Um, it's it's all, uh, and it's um, a story of a young boy called Ralphie who uh, 
looked uh, uh, well, looks a lot like I did back when I was his age, blonde hair and glasses, uh, like Milky Bar Kid kind of vibe. Um, and uh, it's, it's his quest. It's set in the 1950s, so it's really timeless. Um, and it's his quest uh, for his dream Christmas present, which he's wishing for, which is a, a red rifle, sorry, a red rider air rifle. Um, and uh, he uh, begs and pleads with his parents to get this uh, gun. Um, and uh, it, it's um, uh, was he seven, or, seven or eight, I think. He's got a younger brother and he's trying to avoid a bully um who who keeps harassing him um, around the neighborhood um and it's set in i'm guessing the midwest uh in america and uh and he's just obsessed with this gun getting this gun and his parents are having none of it uh like no you're not getting this you'll take your eye out um uh, and uh come christmas day um, they they get around the tree and they, they're opening their presents and he's desperately looking for this rifle and everything he opens is uh, is not it and he's like well, where is it and he's so upset and then finally his dad comes out with this uh, gun shaped present and there it is he has got the rifle and he goes outside straight away still in his pajamas and uh, loads it and fires it and it hits him right back in the in his glasses um on the first shot uh and breaks his glasses uh and it's a it's a great film uh it's really heartwarming um and uh very um kind of uh traditional vibe and a very um sort of schmaltzy and and cozy it's like a christmas blanket wrapping you up um uh, it's it's great and the, the cynical dad's really funny um, and the loving mom and there's a there's a terrific scene where they go to uh, the local um, and visit Santa and Santa's like terrifying and it's a traumatic experience for them and they get thrown down this slide at the end um, uh, it's it's a great film um, and it's usually on every year uh, and I urge you to check it out if you've not because it's kind of it's not as popular in the UK as it is uh, in America, um, but it's one of my favourites, um, and I hope you agree with me. Right, there's a heartfelt plea for a classic. Dan? See, I've not seen it, um, so I can't say yes, but I have seen the references online. Like, I feel like it's become like a bit of a meme. Uh, and so, like, it's one that I have sought out recently on, like, streaming services, but it's just never there. Um, but, Chris, you have sold it to me, so I'm going to try and seek it out and watch it this Christmas. Okay. Um, Chris, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, it's one that's kind of... Um, you don't see it either? No. Oh. Um, and I... I, I just I've just never got around to it. I've seen it crop up quite a few times on on the lists, and uh, um, and I think it's, I think I've seen it pop up on Amazon to have a look at. But I've no, I, I, I've not I've not seen it. So I'm sorry. That's unfortunately two strikes against Matt. 
I'm really sorry, Chris. I've never seen it either. I, oh I, no! I feel I feel like this has passed me by because it's kind of something that I would have watched in my pajamas on Boxing Day. You know, coming mm. downstairs and like playing with your toys for five minutes, throwing them to one side, and then putting the TV on. I would I would have put this on and and like it sounds like it's right on my street. And I've written it down next to rewatch Santa Claus the movie. Um, so I'm going to check it out because it does sound right up my street. And especially with my kids being still about the right age to watch it. Um, it's, I'm, it I'm, they'll, getting... I'm sure they'll find it funny with the uh, the abuse of the, the Ralphie. But <laughs> is this is this who you were talking about? Uh, yeah, that's him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is you. This is you when you were young. That's me. Yeah. This is how you're yeah. saying. Oh, that's exactly it. how oh, I look. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So sorry. Yeah, I, I just haven't seen it. Okay, so unfortunately, it's not going to make the list. Amelia, probably ten I'm years before it. Amelia was born. I mean, <laughs> I'm not that young. I mean, too fair though. Once you hit once you hit over thirty, there's very few occasions in life where you are the young person. So that's why I'm milking it for everything. Yeah, there'll, uh, there'll be a time when you will be in our place. Amelia is such a baby. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like in most of the life I work with younger people. I know younger people, and I'm the old one. So in this instance, I'm just enjoying being the baby of the group. Um. Oh yeah, I've not seen it. Sorry, so I can't say yet. Oh look, 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 look what I found. Look, look, this, this is him now, Chris. Yeah, He's just yeah. like Chris. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's like looking in the mirror. John, Chris, John, when you, you when, when you edit this, can you can you put do a side by side for Chris? Oh, I, I I can do that. He looks like he's seen a few a few nights uh, of the back end of a bourbon whiskey bottle. That guy, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> too much. Are we talking about Chris or the actor? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Other bourbons are available. Indeed, uh, <laughs> I'm very Just not Yes, exactly. Right. Okay, then. So, unfortunately, a Christmas story, it did not make our list. Um, our four are Muppets Christmas Carol, Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas, Santa Claus the Movie, Dan. Do we have a fifth? I'm really hoping that I can uh, get a five out of five on my list with this one. Um, uh, for fans of Jurassic Park... Uh, this one's about uh, a little girl who is raised not to believe in Santa Claus. Uh, her mother hires the real Chris Kringle to be the department store Santa, and he's subsequently framed by the rival store. Uh, and he does his best to convince her and the whole of New York uh, that he is the true Santa Claus. Uh, it's one of the most heartwarming Christmas films, I think. There's obviously the original version, but I have to go with the 90s version. Uh, it's Miracle on 34th Street. Um yeah it's got Richard Attenborough in it uh so you know brother of uh, David Attenborough how can you how can you not say yes to that and uh to me like one of the most heartwarming scenes actually uh, which I um read about read a fact today that says these um when Santa signs uh, to a deaf girl um who's telling her what she was uh, telling him what she wants for Christmas uh, the actress was actually deaf in real life and Richard Attenborough asked the producers not to tell her that he would reply in sign um so when he signs what's your name the look of surprise on her face is, is genuine and uh i just thought that's the sweetest thing uh, so yeah miracle miracle on 34th street it's got to be on the list right okay well i get i get to go and give, give a reaction first on this one and 
As much as I like um, the Edmund Gwynn, uh, Natalie, what was her name? Natalie. Natalie Wood. Natalie, Natalie Wood. Wood version from the from 1947. There is something about this John Hughes rewrite from the from the uh, from the 90s, which I think it feels so 1950s, 1940s, 1950s, even though it's made in the, in, in the 1990s. It's, it's kind of really classic. It's really classically staged and lit. And um, the, uh, the, the girl, the girl in it is um, Matilda. Um, uh, oh, what's her name? Um I want to say Rooney Mara, but that's not. That's an actress that's out. Um, that's way too old. Um, Mara something, isn't it? Yes, Mara, Mara something. Yes, um, I didn't. I didn't name her because I couldn't remember her name right. as well. But she's she was in. <laughs> she's she was Matilda, in so much, yeah. and, then, and then just disappeared off the face of the earth. Oh, Mara Wilson. Yeah. Thank you, Mara, Mara Wilson. Wilson. Now she, um, she's now. Um, she's an activist now. I think isn't she? And, an and, yeah, and a writer, and and she she's she's fat. She's found her place in the world. She's. She's also on uh, one of my favourite podcasts is uh, the uh, uh, um, on uh, Welcome to Night Vale as a re- as a recurring character. Um, she is she's perfect. She's perfect as the precocious little girl, and um, her mu- her mum plays it. it. It like I say, the style, even though it is even though it isn't, it it's such a it's such a classical it's all such a classical film even when it comes down to the whole staging of the uh, of the setup and things like that and i like that old hollywood charm i think it i think it shines through i mean so um i i think it's there are all the beats are the same but it's all ra- it's all rather clever and ra- really nicely put together and it makes you believe that there really could be a santa claus um so yeah, I, I kind of like this one. Um, and yeah, I think this I think this I told this over the Edmund Gwynn one. So um, so that's one that's two two votes in its favour. So Matt, come on, Matt, how do you, do you feel believe? about Uncle Dicky? Do you believe? I do, I, oh, I do believe. I do believe. I want to believe. I want to. I want to bring it home. I want to bring it home. But do you know what? I grew up on the I grew up on the 1947 version. I I, I have a real real sensitive place for for a lot of the old um, 1940s 50s um, movies. You know, like White Christmas and because you um, went to see them in the cinema. I did, yeah, I did, I did, <laughs> I did. We we queued up, we queued up for them, and they, they were all sold out. So we did you have an intermission <laughs> intermission and buy you cigarettes? It's... <laughs> yeah, that's how I learned to smoke. Um, yeah, so Natalie, that that was that was my version, like the the early version, and I don't really know. I don't think I've even ever seen like the. the I know who's in it, and I know, and I know it's around, I know of it, um, but I just wouldn't choose to watch it. And and I do love, I love like I've got proper. How does Ali do it? I don't, how, how does this work? You do the heart thing. I, I don't, I've got much love for the original. Yeah, we all. This just looks like I'm about to go or something. <laughs> um, but I can't put it on there because I just I don't I just. I haven't seen or I can't remember the the 1994 version maybe yes. it 94 um but I do like the old one but that doesn't count does it because you're going for the, the how do you Mara pick Wilson. out the dates of films that you've not even seen 
because uh, it, it's on it's on, Wiki. It's on wikipedia, it's on wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um no i can't i can't do it sorry sorry dan you can you can you can hit me later it's fine that is such a half that's a, that's such a down, hard, it? it's such a half mark from matt who likes who, who likes the story but doesn't like the version Downvote so, Matt. Downvote me <laughs> on YouTube. Downvote. On to Amelia. How do you um, feel about uh, 94? Well, I've never seen it, so I'm afraid I can't say yes. Sorry. It's a no from me. Amelia. Dan. Oh, Dan. Dan is shattered. Oh. Dan is shattered. I've just seen other films that are the classics, which you watch, and there's a couple of them that I keep thinking, anyone's going to say them right now, but they haven't yet, so... When those crop up, I will say yes to that. But sorry, it's not a no for this one. Out oh, of oh, interest, Amelia. Sorry, sorry, Dan. Just pausing for a sec. How many of on, on your list have been mentioned, or how many, how many on well, your list have not been mentioned yet? Just counting a number. There's there's two other really quite big. I mean, obviously, Nativity was a bit of a long shot, but there are two other big films that I would expect to actually there's probably three that I would expect to be that haven't been mentioned yet so you've got three on your list that haven't been mentioned yet yeah wow okay Uh, sorry I know know a couple of the ones that that she's talking (laughs) about I I can I can but I can guess some of the ones that are missing two three and four (laughs) (laughs) so anyway okay so anyway is it Chris I think I think you're the only Uh, one who hasn't said yeah, uh, so I thought I would be in the minority with this when I would say I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan. Oh my god, almost the perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I sorry. Uh, you need to go out and see it. It's great. It's a, it's a real favorite in our house. Um, yeah, um, my fiance, It's a great. It's a great um, story. The story. This the core story. The story is wonderful. It really is wonderful. Um, and you and, and you can buy them as a box set. There you go. So, <laughs> we went. To, we went to a double bill at um, Prince Charles one year actually, and saw that the original That's and cool. White Christmas. Um, so. Uh, Dan's a sweetheart. Dan's a sweetheart. He's got a proper mm. soft touch for the old school stuff, man. Yeah, okay. I can see that. So, right. Okay. So, Amelia, Chris, and Dan have both had two. It's round to me. Um, and with, you've kind my top my, my top seven are kind of five of them are represented already. So, we're kind of cutting it close. Um, I, I'm going to go with one that's pretty much bang up to date, actually. Um, this one hasn't come, come out of the cinema basically because the cinemas were shut and it was, uh, and it was financed by Netflix. I don't know if anyone will have seen this one. Um, it's, this is the animated one I was talking about. This came out. In, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's all right. Sorry, go on. I interrupted you. Sorry. No, it's all right. It was. Um, I I found this really touching in the in the same in the same way. And it's like I say, it's almost the same story as Santa Claus the movie. It is the animation Claus. I've got one. <laughs> so two. Uh, right. Okay. So basically, uh, a postman in in. Uh, uh, near the Arctic Circle in Norway, 
um, get sent north to um, increase the post increase the postage, so they can make so the post office can make more money out of uh, letters. But when he arrives in the town, it turns out that it's there's two sets of people fighting it. Uh, sorry, you got the two families in the village fighting each other. At which at which point the um, the guy, all, and all they do is eat fish, um, and it, the the postman ends up having to trick the kids into sending letters, um, and he ends up meeting a, a big a big backwoodsman who makes toys. He's carving wooden toys, but you find you find out that he he recently lost his wife and never he didn't have he didn't have the kids that he he wanted to have. So he's he's there in the in the forest on his own and just whittling away, living his life. And the postman basically turns him into Santa Claus. They come to an arrangement, and he becomes uh, Santa Claus without being Santa Claus. The kids start writing letters. They start getting presents, every, and it all kind of it all kind of snowballs together. At which point, it seems like the two the younger part of the two families are starting to get closer together because they're playing with toys together, at which point the elders of the village decide to have an all-out war and direct it at Santa. Um, I, it is a, again, it is another revisiting of the telling of how Santa could have become Santa, the, the myth. Um, and, um, it, and, Above anything else, it has a it has a huge heart because right at the end of the film, it 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 gets it can get, it gets really emotional. Um, with regard for those who haven't seen it, I'm not I won't spoil it, but basically it really plays with the emotions while the postman is also comes to become a nice man and likes to and likes to be part of the community and has found a new and found a found a girlfriend and all of this and it just yeah i it's heartwarming it's tricksy it's i like it so i suggest claws um which i am quite happy to quite happy to believe that few people have seen so here we go then matt you're first what do you think you're on mute you're on mute Sorry, sorry, sorry. That, apologize. That's the one time, mate. One time. <laughs> Do you know what? If if anyone could say, I try, I tried to go to the toilet because I'm desperate for the toilet, and I thought to myself, I can't. I'm a you might electrocute to, yourself. Uh, I just, <laughs> and, I, and I literally unplugged myself from the plug to go to the toilet. <laughs> but if you can't see, the toilet is literally behind me. That's the toilet there, right? So oh. I thought I can't go to the toilet because I'll, I'll, I'll it just be all weird because I'll be on camera. So. <laughs> Um, I have seen this film. For people and, listening um, to that audio base, they're not going to understand it. Edit point. No, leave it. Leave it in. They can imagine me going to the toilet. It's fine. Um, so Klaus. Klaus. I always used to call it Klaus. I don't know why I called it Klaus. It, yeah, I think I... this film this film was undermarketed, massively undermarketed, right? And um, I, I think 2020 didn't do it any favours whatsoever, which was a crying shame because it's a lovely, lovely film. It really is a lovely film. Um, my kids, uh, um, we, we watch a lot of, you know, when they pop up, like the Christmas Chronicles and Christmas Chronicles too, when they pop up on Netflix, they're kind of like the ones they push you, they push you towards. And, uh, Claus Klaus came on 
and um and we ignored it for such a long time and it was so poorly marketed and i don't i don't know why because it's a great film um that being said i don't i think there's others out there that are, that are more deserved of um of a place on the list but that's not saying that this film in the future may not um grow and evolve and um age in such a way that i think it probably will be more appreciated in, in the future but um, for me at the moment, I, I, I don't get that kind of, okay. I want it to go on there, but it is a very good movie. And I, I want to say that there's a really good song in it as well. Um, you know, like they often do these films, um, like a Zara Larson song or something like that. I, don't, I can't remember exactly, but, but yeah, it's, it was just poorly marketed. And it's really sad because it is a very good film. Yeah, we do. We do have three spots left, Matt. Uh, no. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> So, no, no. I'm, I'm just ma- just making just making sure um okay uh amelia i completely forgotten about this film and it's a, such a great film so i probably should have put it on on my list but so when i originally watched it i thought oh well it's a disney film but it's not but now i realize actually the director sergio uh pablos he used to work for Disney. So he worked on things like Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules and Tarzan. So that's why it looks so disney yeah. without being a Disney film. Um, and basically he set up his own animation studio um, in Madrid. Wow. So that's how, but, but initially I thought, oh, this is a Disney film. And then realising that it, it wasn't, but it's obviously his, his Disney roots. So yeah, I say yes, because it is a beautiful film with a beautiful storyline. It's right. got that animation style, hasn't it? He's got that style of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, sorry, not Hunchback. Uh, what was the other one? The uh, the Greek uh, one. Hercules. 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 He's got that kind of character design from that. So you could. I didn't know that until you. That's that's. I didn't know that. That's that's. But now I can totally see that. Well, that yeah, that's Ger- that's Gerald Scarf. Say again. That's that's actually Gerald Scarf's character design from Hercules. The um, is it? The, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Emperor's so, New look, Groove, maybe. That kind that of like, similar. you know, that square kind of almost yeah. angular type character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a so, very good film. It's a good film. It's a good yeah. film. Mm. So, Chris. Never seen it. You... Ha! There we go. Straight, straight in there. Never even heard of it. Oh, fair enough. Um, it's worth, it's worth having it a look at, mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, take take your son to sit. Yeah. Watch yeah, it with see. your son. Watch it with your son. I've I've uh, I've not seen it either. Sadly, it was it it, it wasn't our list to watch last year, um, but just didn't get round to it. Unfortunately, after it takes a lot of arm twisting to get Christmas movies on before December, uh, and then and then we've got to kind of work our way through the the classics, and then obviously the new releases. Uh, so yeah, it kind of got bumped out, unfortunately. Uh, and I, right. by the sounds of it, I would have liked it more than than another film, which I'm going to name now because uh, it might get <gasps> named later. But um, it really, wasn't worth it. Yeah, no, the one that came out, the one, the one that came out last year was terrible. Uh, (laughs) Well, in that case, my, I failed miserably again. We were were in a bit of a. You haven't though, because that because that people should go and watch it. I I think Chris will watch it with his son. Mm. Dan will definitely like this movie. Hundred percent, going to watch it. We're in a bit of a rut. So, Matt, can you can you dig us out? (sighs) Have you got a flying Uh, reindeer? Yes. No. uh, Maybe. (laughs) 
um uh i want i want to go i want to go all the way back to like i want to go back to james stewart i really want to talk about james stewart and it's a wonderful life but i'm not so sure you guys are gonna you know maybe one of one of you might 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 go for it but we, no maybe uh, i don't know um no i'm try gonna it, go for, try it no i'm gonna get, <laughs> i'm gonna get I'm, i mean it i mean should i vote yes like no, it should be. We'll, 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 stick, with your, stick with your gut, Matt. Stick with no, your gut. No, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for 2004 <laughs> instead because I really like this movie. So, so hopefully I've sowed the seeds for somebody else to bring that one up. Um, uh, I'm going to go for uh, um, uh, Robert Zemeckis' film from 2004. Um, yes, yes, with, with Tom Hanks um, oh, pl- playing, no. <laughs> playing se- several... Several, have I have I made the wrong choice? <laughs> Playing several several different roles. Now, let let me say let me say <laughs> that, that, that that this film is derided because it was the first film to fully CGI motion capture actors in roles, right? And if you watch it now, it's absolutely amazing. The adventure, the high, the high, um, uh, the magic. The, you know the high adventure of it all um it's just phenomenal it's enchanting it's exhilarating it's edge of your seats yes they've got like dead creepy zombie eyes and everything but i think that adds to the to mysticism the, the the magicalness of it i love it i think it's it, it's creepy because of that and and the whole thing about being at the north pole is a bit creepy and and like finding some randy kind of like train driver um, stopping at your house to pick you up in the middle of the night is a bit creepy. So I, I, I like it. I think it's actually a really good film. If you go back and watch it now, um, although the, the animation has aged quite badly, the, the core film is really very, very good. Um, and it was a massive hit as well. Not a lot of people know that. It was a huge hit, made a lot of money, made about six times its budget. You know, it made about half a billion dollars, um, all sold with all the, the media releases and stuff. Um, uh, it, you know, it won a couple of Oscars. It got some nominations here and there. Um, and Tom Hanks, bless him. You know, Tom Hanks, come on. Tom Hanks is like Mr. Number One Actor. He said, I got COVID when I was in Australia. And he was on TV going, look, look at me. And he's just fantastic. And he tried, uh, he wanted to, to perform every single role in the film. Um, and he got too tired, bless him. And so Robert Zemeckis had to had to get other actors in to, to motion capture um, the other characters in the film. And it's actually a really good film and, and shame on you if you don't like it. So I, I think it should go on the list. I think it, and it's got some fantastic songs in it as well. Really good songs. In fact, that I think that was the Oscar. Uh, either It either won it or it was one of the nominations for it. But um, yeah, it's creepy, but at the same time, it's really very good. Okay. Well, based on a children's book... Um... Yes. Go on, Amelia. How do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about it? Does it punch your ticket? Well, that is a question. Uh, I think I have seen it, but I think I was so I either didn't watch the entirety of it because I didn't like it, or <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna say no. I just I, that's always the thing. If there's like a list of my favourite for uh, the Christmas films, that's always the thing that I kind of skip over. So sorry, it's a no. Oh, so can I just mention mention again? This 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 was also a combined effort. This was 
I should have said this before Amelia voted, really, because she might have given me the uh, the, uh, the vote because of um, you know sympathy. But my, this is one of my my kids love this movie. Like they they will they uh, they will watch every year. They'll always ask for a Polar Express. They don't see the the creepy dead eyes. They don't see it. They just see wonderful. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I'm still going to say no. I mean, you all said no to my mum, so, you know, I've, I've got no, uh, you know, less empathy now at this point uh, uh, of the podcast. You don't have to change your mind. I was, I was talking to these creeps. It's still a little <laughs> Vengeance is uh, Mrs. Ha- Mrs. Haywards. Um, oh, yeah. Right, okay. Oh, yeah. Chris, the Polar Express. Uh, so I've got an, a kind of an interesting uh, memory uh, of the, this film. Um, when when it was released on DVD, it became a um, uh, a, a performance DVD for um, AV shops, audiovisual, um, high hi fi um, surround sound shops. Hmm. And I remember going into one of them uh, in two thousand five. And they were showcasing uh, the film on the surround sound. So I'm, I'm guessing it was at the point where they were introducing uh, DTS or 7.1 surround sound and Polar Express happened to be one was, of the first. It was 3D. They, they were bringing in 3D TVs. 3D sound. They, yeah, mm. 3, 3D sound and also 3, 3D TVs as well because this was IMAX 3D at the same time. Yes. Oh, was it three? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it was released in 3D as well. Right. Well, it's I. It was definitely the the sound of the the um the engineer the the guy behind the counter was showing off on the on the system, and uh, it sounded amazing. Um, and it looked really good on the on the TV too. Um, it was the point at which the the train the express takes off uh, down the tracks for the first time after picking up the the boy. Um. Uh, but really, that's kind of all I remember of it, apart from the, like you say, the dead eye thing. Um, and it's it's a shame that that stigma has been attached to it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know whether it's just because I was, I was not the right age for it, um, but it just didn't capture me at the time. Uh, but it's certainly something that I should revisit with uh, my son. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a no for me, unfortunately. Sorry, Matt. That's okay. Can, can I can I just say that I I didn't appreciate this film for what it was until my kids watched it. So okay, it'd been a de- it'd been a decade. Um, I, I'd never watched it at all, and the first time I watched it, my daughter was four. I want to say four or five. So. Mid oh, 2013, 14 uh, was when I saw it. So it was about 10 years after it's released. Um, so yeah, I would never have seen this movie otherwise. Um, so I think it's purely, it is one of those films that is purely a kid's movie. Um, but yeah, it does suffer from crap, crap animation <laughs> in parts, which is a sad thing, but you know, you've got to pioneer it in one way or another, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, Dan. Dan, uh, what do you think? Nice quick answer. Nope, never seen it. Uh, and uh, I, apart from the trailers, and it hasn't grabbed me. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's going. It looks like it's going to get kicked in the caboose. So, um, for my t- my two penneth, I I am always a sucker for for new forms of animation and things like that. Um, I I wonder if I'm one of the few people who went to see Ray Winston as 
Beowulf. Beowulf. I saw it at 3D IMAX. I saw it, mate, as well. Yeah, um, I didn't get around to watching the Jim Carrey's uh, Christmas Carol. Um, but um, yeah, unfortunately, this isn't gonna. This doesn't make our list. Um, it's it, right. Let's let's kind of let's kind of uh, move <laughs> move this on. along because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm aware of I'm aware of our uh, record, recording time. So Amelia, have you got anything quick for us? Uh, so I'm going to go for Elf. I think just because of the camera technique. Uh, because a lot of it was done in camera and they use uh, false perspectives um, and it's just such a, a, a little tiny film that a nobody writer and the producer who'd never really produced anything before and then they ended up making this sort of cult Christmas classic. It is, it's the dream for any filmmaker so that's that's why it should be uh, on the list I feel. Okay so Chris how do you feel about uh, it? Absolutely yes Elf is amazing uh totally agree it's on my list uh it's yeah will ferrell uh his first film role uh he just brilliant in it um they took a gamble on him uh coming off of snl and uh it's it, he is just fantastic in it his ad-libbing is brilliant uh the there's just so many brilliant um uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who plays his dad? Um, oh, James, James Khan. Thank you, James Khan. He's very good in the kind of grumpy, grumpy businessman role. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's just it's so good. Uh, my son loves it, and we watch it together. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just an absolute classic. Um, it's probably the most modern film on that i would consider to be the the kind of a classic christmas film um incidentally a little fact for you um the young elf that sends buddy to away from um i uh, the north pole is ralphie from the christmas story <laughs> they actually cast him in it because of how the cult status of the film in uh, in america Right. Okay. Uh, Dan, is he your buddy? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely got to be on the list. Will Ferrell at his peak. Well, yeah, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I think one of my favorite bits is when he arrives in New York. A lot of it um, feels improvised, but I think I think it is actually quite scripted. But this this scene, I think they just went around a mock in New York. Uh, and he's like pulling chewing gum off posts and, and <laughs> in his mouth, and uh, he wrote, obviously like one of these coffee, like you know, standard cor- uh, street corner coffee shop, but just just uh, has got world's best coffee, cup of coffee written on the side of it, and he runs in. Congratulations, you did! Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's got to be got to be on the list. It's just an okay. outlier actually on my top five um, uh, because of Santa Claus the movie, which I just couldn't not put on the list. But uh, otherwise, it would have been Elf. Excellent. Um, I'm go- I'm going to I'm going to say that uh, yes. Um, I, I I think this is what just the ultimate feel feel good Christmas movie. Um, and uh, John Favreau, the director. Yeah, is there is there anything the guy can't do? I know, I know. Well, he can't do Lion King, but <laughs> apart from that, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely got my vote for this list. So Matt, can we make it a full house? <laughs> Uh, yeah, make it a full house. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, it it it, it did that su- success story um, like no other films done in the last twenty years. I think, um, 
where it created a phenomenon that um that hasn't uh, any other christmas films achieved really um in recent memory um whether or not it's will ferrell i mean i uh, it's not my favorite film of it's an outlier like dan said it's an outlier it's down the list um but it, you know it's it's it, it's it is funny and I, I like the fact that they early on am i right thinking that they uh, mix a little bit of stop animation stop motion animation yeah, in in, in the north pole yeah. Yeah. a lot of the stylization as well is heavily yeah. inspired by um mm. the, the, what's the company that made the uh, rudolph movie in the states i've never actually seen it but the the, the characterization of it is iconic yeah um, yeah it looks it's got that kind of wide-eyed kind of uh, you know creature it, it, it's a great film and you you can't deny that it's got to be on there yeah absolutely excellent right okay um so we are that's elf on our list as number five, five. Can, we get, <gasps> can we get can we get chris 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 do you have a sixth oh for, my uh, god come on chris uh, jimmy uh, stewart n- no i don't actually all, all of mine have mentioned <gasps> i mean apart apart from scrooge but i which one which one uh, the album finney one Finney, no, the original. Alistair um, Sim. Alistair thank Sim, you, Alistair right. Sim. Yes, uh, I really like that version, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it to be better than what we have already mentioned. Okay, so I will, I will defer and and move on to Dan. Cool, I've got yes. a extensive list of, of outliers <laughs> in the top five. Um, we're going down. Oh, well, okay, hang, hang on. Sorry, sorry. Can I just interject then? So I'm. I do have one more film, but I I wondered whether it skirted more into our alternative Christmas list, which we're doing next time. Mm-hmm. So, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. No, would, that would we that say would, that's I would say it's a P, it's a P, it's a PG. Um, it's definitely a Christmas movie. I know John absolutely hates this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've, spoken, we've, we've spoken about this before um, this is, I, this is I, john hughes personally yeah personally i I'm, i i think this is more in the uh alternative uh, yeah that's that was my thinking i because i wouldn't sit down with with my son and watch this right, whereas right. all the others i would right so uh that's kind I, of I, I, I wouldn't say that it doesn't fall into this topic because it is at its core okay maybe it's a bit more adult in its themes but it's all centered around christmas you know all the classic christmas tropes but you are right dan yeah but even though i'm trying to defend it i would say no (laughs) (laughs) well then uh, i think i think i'll i'll save it for the alternative christmas and and dan please continue ollie ollie will be with you on that one Charlie will, yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't. It's not that I didn't like it either. It's just I don't know. There's just some things about it I think that haven't aged well. Um, yeah. But there are some classic moments in it. You know, the light scene and stuff. Anyway, um, we've got running out of time, I believe. So I'll, I'll crack on. Uh, I'm I'm torn between um, something that I feel like might be a bit more obvious, or, or uh, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. Uh, we've got Santa Claus the movie, uh, the one it always gets confused with whenever I say I want to put it on. The Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, as it always happens, as I go to say a t- name, the Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah. 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 Tim, yeah, Allen, Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Uh, you know, he's um, it's a broken broken family. Uh, uh, dad's got um, custody of the kid um, for uh, Christmas or Christmas Eve. Um, 
they hear something on the roof. Uh, he's, you know, your typical uh, businessman, doesn't believe in Santa and all of that. Um, it's uh, pretty, pretty ropey, um, kind of burnt dinner, Christmas. Uh, they go and eat at a diner and all of that. And um, the, uh, they, the kids staying over and they hear a noise on the roof and um, they go out to see, investigate what the noise is uh, and they scare the intruder off the roof. Uh, and then they realize uh, when they're looking at his uh, Santa suit that it is actually the Santa, uh, the Santa Claus. And um, the, the claws uh, with, with an E on the end, uh, which uh, you know, is the end line of a contract uh, states that whoever finds the suit is, will, is the Santa. Um, and so Tim Allen gets whisked off to the North Pole uh, and he becomes the new Santa Claus. Um, it's, it's heartwarming. Uh, I think it's got enough about it that makes it feel quite classic. Um, I didn't love the sequels, but I do love the original. Uh, and I do think that while it wasn't in my top five, I do think it's worthy of being in the seven. Okay. Well, Dan, I, I, kind of, I kind of agree with you. It's one of those... Uh, it's it, it's kind of like one of those family films where they actually they actually um, they actually have to. Um, it's very it's very it's very sarcastic. It, it, they they play up the dark pits and then really play up the family fun parts. So um, yeah, I think uh, I'd, I'd I'd put it on the list. So uh, Matt. I've never. Oh, am, I, am I mute? No, I'm not. No, you're on. I've, I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But I, I think I put it into that um, category with Jack Frost with Michael Keaton, where I'm not quite sure that it's top tier. Um, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I've not seen it anyway, so so I couldn't put it on. Sorry. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, Amelia. Uh, I'd say yes. It's a family classic. I think it's a great film. So I definitely say yes and add it to the list. Okay. It's got three votes. It's on the list. Yes. So, Chris, how do you feel about it? Never seen it. <laughs> okay. So that's the Santa Claus. No, it's definitely, definitely worth a watch. In our, in our six. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep it absolutely traditional. Say it's a wonderful life. It's Jimmy Stewart. Well, it's God and the God and the Angel explaining Jimmy Stewart's life um, and how it is and how it is up to this Sorry. point. But he's having a huge uh, crisis of conscience. Um, he's lost every. He loses everything, and then he goes down to commit. He goes to end his life. In, just as he's about to jump off the bridge, Clarence jumps into the water, and he ends up going, having to save the angel. And um, he wishes he'd never been born, at which point Clarence grants his wish and he gets to see what Bedford Falls would look like um, if, if, he, uh, if he hadn't existed. His brother would have died in a, in a, swim, in a, in a river in, a, in an accident uh, at an early age. His future wife would become a spinster. Um, the bank would own the town and it would now be called Pottersville and the evil, and the evil industrialist banker would actually would actually take everything um it is um there is an argument to say that this is not a christmas film but in saying that 
it's got Christmas. It, it's set right at the end of Christmas. So I think uh, the last third is all played out through the Christmas season. I think I, I think this should be on our list. I think this is the kind of like um, the uh, this is the this is the one the really old one that should go on the list. What do we think? Go to Matt. Yes, for me, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. One of my favorite films of all time. Um, one of the greatest films of all time. Frank Capra, James Stewart, Lionel Barrymore, all the great actors, uh, American actors of stage and screen. Um, it's heartwarming. It's uh, sentimental. It's tearful. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful life. Got to go on there. I love its pieces. Excellent. So, Amelia, I think we already know. Yes, it's a definite yes. I really love it. And I watched it for the first time only a couple of years ago. And I felt it felt very modern considering how old the film was. And I love the Vaseline on the screen and the, the beautiful sort of close up on the heroine's face. I really, really love that. So it's a definite yes from me. Okay, so Chris. Uh, if it can feature in Spanish and French in Home Alone 1 and 2, then yes, it should go on the list. Okay, and and Dan, does an angel get its wings? I've actually only seen it once, but um, and we have tried to rewatch it uh, and didn't quite get through it because it was deemed too dark and depressing. But I think it was blasphemous not to include it. So yeah, it's full full house. Right. But also, okay. um, I, I, apparently, there's a clock tower in it. Um, is there a clock tower? Can anyone who's a bit more familiar with the film? Uh, there, there's there's a village, the, well, the town has a clock tower, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I went to Niagara-on-the-Lake when I went to Toronto, uh, went to Niagara Falls, and the guy said that um, this that, that that was where... The, it's well, they filmed it. Oh, part of oh, it, wow. anyway. Um, so I've been there. I've only seen the film once. I wasn't that familiar with it. but um, Okay. Yeah, it was quite cool. It was a beautiful, and it was all really snowy there when we were there as well, so it felt very Christmassy. Perfect. Excellent. Okay, so we now have a long list of right. Listen, everybody: Muppets Christmas Carol, Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas, Santa Claus the Movie, Elf, The Santa Claus, and It's a Wonderful Life. Which one are we going to lose first, um, Matt? Can, can we? Can, I know. I know. We've got a short time. Can we just burst off some some super super quick honourable mentions? I'm just going to go straight into it because I know we've got a short time. Uh, Jingle all the way. Watch it. It's funny. It's terrible, but it's funny. Um, you've got to watch the Snowman, the Father Christmas, and the Snowman and the Snow Dog. Even though they're not films, they're short films. Um, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, Arthur Christmas. I love that. I think that's really good. Ardman doing doing um, computer uh, CGI instead of uh, stop motion. Very, very good. Home Alone 2, watch it. And Scrooge with Albert Finney from 1970. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, and my, my vote off is that Dan, Dan, the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. I've, I've never, yeah, I've never seen it. Sorry. Okay. So, um, right. Amelia. I agree. The Santa Claus. Okay. Uh, Chris. The Santa Claus. Okay. Now, Dan. Uh, I just said uh, it's a wonderful life, just because it's the one I'm least familiar with. Okay, um, and I would say, yeah, the Santa Claus as well. Santa Claus is out. That was that's our first. Okay, but round again, Matt. What's your next nomination for losing? Uh, oh God, I'm really sorry, but um, Santa Claus the movie. Okay, um, Amelia. I agree. Santa Claus movie. 
Okay, Chris. <laughs> Kill uh, your darlings. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Um, and who said it's a wonderful life for the last one? That was you, Dan, wasn't Dan. it? So two for two, two, for two. John. Decider, you. Um, I'm going to. I'm unfortunately. I'm actually going to go with Santa Claus the movie. I'm going to vote off. Oh, I'm going to vote off my own one. Oh so okay, Santa Claus the movie is gone. We have Muppets Christmas Carol. Yep, um, we have Muppets Christmas Carol, Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas, Elf, and It's a Wonderful Life. What's your number five, people? Start with you, uh, Amelia. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, um, Chris. I said a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Okay. Uh, Dan? So uh, I said it's a wonderful life as well. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say Elf, but that's It's a Wonderful Life then. Uh, I'm voted. Oh, I'm sorry, voted. mate. Yeah, go, uh, go on then. Uh, elf. Elf. Uh, so Amelia, <laughs> Amelia, you said night before before Christmas, didn't you? Oh yeah, so I've got to change one of my votes. Um, yeah, Elf or Wonderful Life? It's a, one, it's a Wonderful Life. Okay, it's a Wonderful Life at number five. Okay, um, so we have two votes for Elf. Um, Amelia, you said a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Um, I. Um, I said Elf as well. Um, who said It's a Wonderful Life? Uh, uh, Chris did. Dan and I. Yes. So, what? What are your? What, Chris? What's your next one? Nightmare Before no, Christmas. Number four. Nightmare Before Christmas. And Dan. Elf. Elf. So that's Elf with three votes. Our number. So on to our number three. We have two for Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Matt, what's your number four, three? Home Alone. Home Alone. Um, I'm going to say Nightmare Before Christmas as well. And who else voted for? Who's, who's left? So I'm left and then I would say the same Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, Nightmare Before Christmas becomes our number three. So we have two left. And strangely enough, I thought I thought this might be the case. Muppets Christmas Carol and Home Alone. So we've had two votes for Home Alone already. That was um, Matt and Chris. Is that correct? No, sorry. No, it's, ju it's just me that voted Home Alone. Right. OK, so one vote for Home Alone. Amelia, you're number uh, one. Voting for number one be... now. Yeah. Okay, so my number one would be Muppets Christmas Carol. My number two would be Home Alone. Okay, and... S same here, yep, same here. Matt and uh, Dan? Muppets Christmas Carol, number one. Chris? Oh, a Home Alone. <laughs> well, unfortunately, Chris, you're outvoted. So, we are number five. Would you have been... 
you're you're Muppets as number oh, one. Oh, I'm one. I'm a Muppet as I'm a Muppet okay. as number one. You're a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. I, all right. Am I, or I'm a man or a Muppet? Or am I a man? Yes. Uh, so that means that. Listen, baby. Number five. Okay. It's a Wonderful Life at number five. Number four, we have Elf. Number three, we have Nightmare Before Christmas. Number two, we have Home Alone. And number one, at the top of our top five, Muppets Christmas Carol. Play the sting. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. God bless right. us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, people. I know we had a few technical difficulties at the beginning of that. Um, so all just came quick... good. All came good in the end. It all Keep came good wave. in the end. So... This is my island in the sun. <laughs> okay, so Amelia, anything, anything you'd like to say? Anything to plug? No, I'd just say, uh, obviously, carry on watching um, and listening to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Um, and I think you're going to hopefully plug about how we can get even more Christmas action um, in the coming weeks. Yep. Uh, Dan, how about you, sir? How you... Uh, just like Matt did, uh, I'd like a quick fire stocking fillers, um, some shorts that probably didn't make it into this list. Um, Mickey, Mickey's Christmas Carol is definitely worth a watch. Uh, the original Grinch from 1966. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, which is uh, nice and, and dark, uh, but also heartwarming. Uh, and then obviously the two classic um, Raymond Briggs, uh, The Snowman and Father Christmas. Um, and also, uh, as, I, as I said on the Halloween one, I, I'm a fan of heavy music. If you want some alternative Christmas music, I've put together a six plus hour long playlist on Spotify of punk rock Christmas songs, uh, which I'll put a link in the comments on Facebook. Excellent. That, that, I, look, I look forward to head, head banging my way through that. Um, Chris. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what uh, the 40 years of Christmas movies would be. Um, it'd be interesting to work out what the first Christmas movie was, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be something in the 50s or 60s. Um, anyway, um, that will come along at some point. Um, my uh, suggestion, or, or rather my pick for the worst ever Christmas movie ever made. A Lump of Coal. Uh, would be yes, uh, a Star Wars holiday special, uh, which uh, I urge you to check out if you haven't. It is possibly the worst, um, worst film slash TV movie committed to uh, celluloid uh, ever, um, and it's so bad it's good. So check Excellent. that out if you haven't. It's all on YouTube. Um, it come out on Excellent. Disney Plus as well. I think recently they, they dropped. <laughs> no, no way. Well, there's going to, yeah, there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, um, I believe. I think that's coming out this year. So keep an okay, eye out wow. for that and see if that's just as bad. Okay, Matt, any any um, any last words? No, uh, not none at all. Just enjoy the films. I'm going to go and watch um, Santa Claus the movie because although we didn't get it into our uh, top five, uh, I, I want to rewatch that. That's one of the things that I'm, I'm going to take from this wonderful podcast. Well, you wonderful people. Um, um, we didn't. I, I kind of have. A, I like Little Women. I, I like obviously, but I, you know, I like <laughs> we don't want to know about your girlfriends. The, the, uh, <laughs> 
the remake and and uh you know the old one as well because that's set at christmas that's quite cool um that's one we missed to to talk about and um meet me in st louis i like that and white christmas there's some old ones in the 1950s that we're checking out um so yeah. please do yeah well, to be fair, we we actually we've actually mentioned and voted on thirteen different films, which is uh, quite quite a Christmas season just taken on their own. Um, la- my la- my last little bit. We are fi- at Five on Film Podcast. If you want to find us, we're on all the socials. If you want to have a look at us on YouTube, please feel free to find us. We're I think we've got about five or six episodes as we speak, and that's only growing. Um, if you want to, if you want to talk to us, please tell tell us if we're right or wrong on our lists. Um, if you want to email us, we're five on film podcast at gmail.com. Um, let us know any ideas going into the new year. We've kind of know what we're doing up until Christmas, but just after we've, uh, we've got some holes. Um, our next podcast should be, um, alternative Christmases. So alternative Christmas films, and we'll think of a much better name for that when we go, when we bring it out. Thank you very much for joining us all. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you. Thank you for persevering. And we shall see you all soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas you filthy animal, and a happy new year. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. All views expressed in this podcast are that of the individual and do not represent the views of any entity whatsoever which they have been or will be affiliated with in the future.